let's go ahead and get some misconceptions out of the way. Number one, manhood is challenging. <laughs> of course, we all kind of know that it's not the easiest thing to go through, but there's a lot of things involved in being a male that a lot of people don't understand. That goes for male and female, unfortunately. You know, there's a lot of emotions that men are taught to hide away. There's a lot of conditioning that we're taught to keep to ourselves. There's a lot of stigmas that go into what men are. There's a lot more of those stigmas when it becomes what is a black man and what does a black man go through and how does a black man cope? See, we had a conversation recently with Christian Price. Somewhere down the line in the interview, as you'll hear, became two black men having a conversation about life. You know, it's weird. Sometimes our interviews take that route and those are the best interviews that we can have. After going through the process of editing this podcast, I was able to re-examine the conversation and it revealed a lot back to me. It revealed a lot of the conversation that we had back to me. It helped me open up with some things that I have been thinking about, things that I've been dealing with. And that's kind of what therapy is. It's just a reevaluation of who you are and looking at yourself a little bit differently. So I want to introduce you guys to Christian. Christian's a master sergeant in the U.S. Army. He's an entrepreneur and an empowerment speaker, and he's been in the military for over 17 years. He's using his experience in life to kind of empower other men, especially men of color in the area of mental health. It is National Mental Health Awareness Month, which is why we're going to approach this topic with a couple of different people from different backgrounds and get an overall understanding of what it is, one, to be a man in today's society and how men deal with the pressures of today's society. This episode is gonna talk about specifically what it feels like to grow up without a father. So with that said, welcome to Swap Sessions. This episode of Suave Sessions is being brought to you by Life Matters with Mario Brown, a self-help life coaching consultant firm working to transform the lives of people across individual and professional sectors using a three-point faith-based service model of non-judgmental listening, reasonable goal setting, and comprehensive strategies Mario is able to help his clients reach optimum success. To learn more about Life Matters with Mario Brown, check out www.mariocbrown.org, on YouTube at Life Matters with Mario Brown, and on Instagram at Life Matters with underscore Mario. Again, Life Matters with underscore Mario. What made you approach this topic? So, man, I had, so growing up for me was military brat, but, you know, it was, it had, it had his uh, ups and downs just by the moving and, and, knowing different people from di but I never really could get settled in you know right. so I had to deal with that dynamic of not having of having a diverse I was thankful to have a diverse 
amount of friends, but never to be quite settled for about three, four years in a in a place where I could, you know, grow up with with, with you know with friends and and things like that. I didn't have that traditional right. type of life setup, so you know that that kind of you know took me away from some things. But you know, I think also there was uh, there was the lack of fatherhood you know I I think you know I had I had my real father in my life up until the age I was two years old Rashad and you know from from two on up to say about 14 you know 15 you know I really didn't have a fatherhood you know a father you know a step I had you know I, I I had like you know people in the neighborhood or you know older older people I associated with that I could kind of like fall on to but you know a lot of those gentlemen bro uh, they they really didn't they had their best interests out for me but you know I really didn't have nobody to kind of look up to right so when I joined the military I was still getting in that sense of man I need somebody to kind of lean on but as the older the older and older I I kept getting and then once I had my son, I really started figuring, I really started understanding my life from a different, from a whole different paradigm to say, you know, how can I stop blaming my, my childhood or my upbringing? Because I had to look at it like this, like, okay, my mom, she did the best what she could do. You know, right. I, you know, she, she did the best what she could do is what, you know, she provided for us. You know, no harm, no foul. You know, life went on or whatever. But, you know, that's what she could only do for us at that time. Right. So I had to, one, I had to understand my childhood, one. And then two, instead of venting to my mentor, to my life coach, or to my friends all the time, because sometimes, you know, they don't have the, the quite same understanding of what I'm or what I'm feeling or, or whatever the case may be you know I just you know the hardest thing I, I think I've ever had to do was in 2016 was to sit down and talk to somebody about this stuff you yeah. know and, and so that's so that's where we're at today man so I, I think um, you know what led what led for me to actually get to where I'm at today was instead of having these long conversations with with myself on a drive you know I, I would you know just to be full transparent bro I, I would be on a long drive and you know I would hear a song uh you know by DMX it's called slipping and for one uh-huh. one way shape or form or another like that song triggered an emotional side of me and you know, it's, I felt like the, the song just brought out a side of me that I would cry and I would vent and I would yell and I would ask God, like, man, why I didn't have my father in my life? Or why my stepdad cheated on my mom and left and left me to left me to fork an $800 bill so that right. my mom, my mom's water could get on with my sisters living in the house while I was deployed in Afghanistan I had to pay Georgia you know Georgia power I had to pay them $800 just so that they can cut the water back on in the house you know so you know and and, and I had so much anger like so much anger 
and I would and I wouldn't even call it hate towards my friends who had their fathers in their life, but when they would tell me their complaints about their dad or about their father or about their stepdad, I'd be like, look, bro, I never even met my real dad. Right. You know, like the right. stepdad I had, the stepfather I had in my life left left us. He cheated on my mom, disrespected her to the core disrespected the whole family left and I'm like bro you you complaining because you know dad said you know don't call him today because he's with you know because he's because he's he's fishing you know what I mean I was like yeah dude you got some you know it's like I want you to think about what you're saying you know but um so yeah that that was the most important thing for me bro just to just to have that one you know, that self-acknowledgement, you know, that I think that was the most important thing for me first. And I think when it comes along those lines, I think that's where a lot of people who have not had that father figure in their life. And you, when you get those complaints, it's, it's almost like nonsense. It's, it's like you're upset about someone who is there, wants to be there, has always been there, always provided for you, always make sure you're okay. But at the moment you're not getting something that you want, you're mad at that person. You're pissed off at your dad, but like your dad is there. Right. So it's 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 almost like a a misunderstood or like a redirected frustration. Yeah. Um, it's tricky because it's a conversation that again a lot of black males are not having with each other or with anyone else because it almost comes off as a weakness by by saying this is how I'm feeling one being that vulnerable Mm -hmm. and two you look at your upbringing as a flaw right so it's coming out of looking at it like there's something wrong with me and then saying this is how I was raised and then at right. some point, as an adult, you have to say, okay, but I'm grown now, and this should no longer affect me, but you never dealt with it. Correct. Right, right, right. What I'm seeing is that you're getting people to deal with it and take that anger and that frustration away, and then you can address other issues going on in your life. Also noticed was that we, we didn't know how to channel the energy. You know what I mean? Right. And and the only way that we channeled it was through the norms, through the sports. You know what I mean? And now that not right. everybody's gifted to play basketball, football, baseball, soccer, you know, and all this stuff or whatever. Or or, or or not a lot of us are gifted at being a rapper or a singer or an entertainer at that point, you know? So right. What other ways? What other ways do I channel this energy? And I and the number one thing, and this is just my this is just my thought process on this, is that the art and essence of communication, and the 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 art and science of communication has been completely lost in in our generation. I think where yeah. where we where we we lack. Well, not saying we lack, but it's like we grew up with a support system, y'all. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Do do we not remember that? You know, like we we do have a support system. 
you know? Right. But now, but now our support system is what? Social media, you know? And, or, or we try to connect through, we try to connect through other avenues where, you know, we know it's not healthy for us, but we do it anyway, you know? <clears throat> and, I, and I'm not here to, you know, I'm not here to bash, you know, all social media and, and, and saying, you know, all of it, it's not good for us or whatever the case may be. But I'm looking back at the, the essence of, of communication, of just uh, having a, tr- uh, a true support system, you know, that's going to, mm-hmm. that's going to be there with you and help you. And, and, the, and that communication part is definitely tailored to, you know, our family, friends, spiritual community leaders, therapists, mentors, life coaches, best friends who mean well for us or family and friends who have their best interests out for us, you know? Right. Because, you know, and instead that, of putting on that facade, you know? And that's why it, it gets tricky, especially with the social media aspect, because most people's social media life is not their life. So right. it's that one area where you can pretend like you're okay. And mm. the facade of social media allows you to be okay until you have to actually address what's actually wrong with you. Mm. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more from Christian Price on Swab Sessions. Welcome back to Swab Sessions with our guest, Christian Price. When you when you decided to do this, um, did you have any kind of kickbacks from yourself? You know, I did. Um, I think I know. I know the biggest thing for me, and man, that's 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 a good question you asked. I think I think for me, what hit what hard what hit home the most was like I'm never gonna be able to heal what I don't reveal you know uh, like I'm never going to be able to sit down and and share to my to my mom or to my sisters you know the sense just so much that like so much weight on my shoulders that I've carried through the years you know I can I can just drop it off and say, you know, hey y'all, this is how I've been feeling over like the past like two two three you know two decades, you know, you know. Don't get me wrong, I love you know like mom I, I like mom I love you to death, but you know, just I, I want you to know that not not having a father figure or somebody I can kind of look up to or or you know it's not your fault, but it it, it kind of hurt me in ways. You know, because of this, 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 and this. Because I'm not going to lie to you, Rashad. As the only boy with three sisters, as the oldest, I'm trying to paint this picture for you, bro. It's kind of, as a man, one, as a man, we're already asked to do, you know, the world. 
You know what I mean? We're protectors, right. providers, or whatever the case may be. Right. Um, and and, and, I'm, and I'm not saying that's a bad stigma, or I'm not saying it's a good stigma, but it's just sometimes, as a human being, you know, there's only but so much we can take. And Correct. I didn't know how to. I, I've and man, just to double back onto your question, man, because that's a very good question. I didn't know how. I didn't know how to heal. You know, I didn't know how to. You know, when people, you know, when people were opening up like four or five years ago about having these conversations, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Like a couple of my friends, we would just look. You know, we would talk about it amongst one another. But you know, we 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 know ultimately, like, man, bro, I'm not gonna go talk to no therapist. <laughs> You Correct. know what I'm saying? Like I'm, you know, Correct. I'm not gonna go talk to no counselor. You know, or, or, or you know, I'm gonna go talk to uh, uh, my boy over here or my uncle or this person or that person for validation, and they and they can kind of, you know, sugar sugarcoat it up or whatever the case may be, and um, give us the half truth. You know, instead of giving us the uncomfortable truth. You know, mm-hmm. opening up one to a circle of friends first you have to gauge which friends you're talking to mm. so like that that always becomes like the first issue like are you even equipped to give a response back and what i find with that is even after you decide that all right i'm gonna have this conversation with you the moment that is combated you shut down mm. right. because it's like you don't understand and it's like at that point i'm no longer trying to hear your perspective because don't get it so it's it's harder to open up to most people that you're close with because one they're going to try to protect you and unless you have like that really good friend who is like that no-nonsense kind of person it's like you know what i want to tell you how i feel even even with that person you have to know that everything that they're saying is coming from a loving place because if you misinterpret that now you're judging me Right, right, right. So it's 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 hard to do that. It's hard to open up to again the people that you're close with. And like you said, even to go to your mom, for me specifically, I never wanted my mom to feel wrong or feel like I'm guilting her for anything mm. that I know. Mm. Bro, you know what I mean? speaking my language, yes. <laughs> so it's yes. like while I feel this I can't tell you that because now you're going to feel like I'm blaming you for it. Whereas I'm saying it's not your fault, but there's no way for, especially for a mother to separate the emotion from the blame. Right. 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 But how, but, but man, that's, that's, that's deep. You said that, man. But how, but how do we separate that though? The blank. What I what I found is a mom would come to speaking engagements I would do for the magazine, and what I would always do if like this kind of conversation comes up, I would speak on it. I would make sure to acknowledge the fact that my mom did the best that she could as a mother, but my mother cannot be a father. So even though she raised me as to what she felt that a woman wants a man to be Mm. she couldn't show me from a male perspective this is how you deal with these things because again as great as a woman as she is she's never been a man 
So there's a dynamic in there that she's not going to understand. There's certain things that like I can talk to her about, but she's not going to grasp it the same way. There's a different emotion that's tied in. So it's it's tricky. Definitely agree. I think the messaging when talking to because uh, I've I've experienced this with my mom was that the older I became, I, you know, I really I really had to one I had to let her know that I was you know one I started talking to a therapist. That was the first thing I did. I was just like, okay, let me allow her to know that I'm talking to a therapist. So right. when she's having these free free conversations with me sometimes that can that I used to feel like they were a little bit more weighted on me now I can go ahead and just you know use this rubric that has been placed in my mind by my therapist to kind of gauge you know the conversation because I can what what the therapist helped me to understand was that okay if my mom has some you know, if we're having a conversation and it, it seems like it's going left versus just going in a neutral path with us just having a free-flowing conversation. She just taught me ways or words, understanding words have meaning to kind of curve my mom back out of that negative thought and just give it into a better, like a lighter perspective. I saw this interview with this little girl and the daughter the the mom says to the daughter um hey if you if you touch that i'm gonna break your hand like that in the in the interview and then the little girl says well mommy if you break my hand i'm then gonna go to child protective services and you're gonna go to jail for a very long time and daddy's gonna be very mad at you and like everybody just stopped and looked but when you think about it when we were growing up, how many times we would have said that to our to our parents? And today's and today's child to even acknowledge that, to know that, you know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of the things, and I and I'm I don't know maybe because we, I hate to say it's institute, you know, we were institutionalized as kids, as as now it's like man, dude, I I don't remember like why they talk to me like this, like you know what I'm saying, like. You know, yeah. it's like, it's, that, that's not normal to say, you know, what, yeah, we used to get whoopings. And I'm, I'm fine with, you know, fine with that. But like some of the things like I, I said to myself, just by that little girl saying that and acknowledging that and her mom looking like, you know what? And then her mom started crying. Mom started crying and was like, wow, like, you know, I didn't. Yeah, mommy, you know, like we can't we can't be doing that. You know what I'm saying? And that. You know, in the interview, you know, the dude just sat back and was like, wow. He was like, yeah, she's right. The daughter has the daughter has a bigger perspective in the situation. Right, right. So right. it's like, as a kid, you understand actions and consequences. Mm. So it's, again, just like, just the process of going to therapy and then understanding like what that can do for you like you said a big thing is just having a support system correct so was it was it challenging for you to develop that support system uh 
Um, yeah, because in the in the military, I mean, I I pretty progressed pretty 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 fast than most normal people in the military. So, you know, as in the military, I was kind of you know expected to be like a stalwart or a leader. You know, pretty much all the time, but then, you know, this led to the, you know, me putting the form of a facade or an actor kind of a thing. And then, you know, to my, I would take it out in other, in other forms in my life, not, not necessarily in my professional life. Right. You know, yeah, so it, it would affect in my personal life. And that would cause me to, you know, stress and lose my cool. Because I didn't want to put on that facade like, you know, like I'm like I'm in need, like I'm in need of help. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. It was like <laughs> you know, it's you know, it was just kinda like in the in the days of, you know, when I first joined the military, if you told people that you needed help or you know you 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 were deemed as crazy or not crazy but you know not mentally stable something you know that's a bad thing or something's wrong with you you know or you know there's some chemical imbalance <laughs> you know it's like right. we would come up with all these crazy you know paraphrasing or we would just you know belittle or malign someone's name but it's it's like no it's some, there's nothing wrong with uh this person's stature in the military or this person's rank or duty title or whatever that they hold, you know, because the overarching theme and problem that we were having or we're still having is suicide, you know, because, you know, those things that we turn internally that, you know, dealing with depression and anxiety disorders internally that are things that we have acknowledged, but we just don't, we have not, you know, we're placed so high at this like echelon in life and we we didn't know how to utilize our true support system right um was being in the military challenging for you uh yes i'm i'm still in the military uh it's it's you know i'm not gonna lie to you the military has a great support system for for helping for for those who are in need of help but the biggest misconception is sometimes is that you know we we all are you know rah 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 you know we're we're you know we're so like alpha minded but you know we're humans too we put our pants on just like the civilians we you know we want to protect and we too go through the common things that you know that are that are being diagnosed in the civilian world in life you know it's just that we're asked to support and defend the constitution of the united states so we don't we don't show it as much you know but we we typically we try not to show it because of you know we tend to have a better reinforcement of our communication overall effectiveness you get what i'm saying yeah it's like it's like it's, it's like you know it's like a stigma it's like you see a marine you think what you think that they are all together and that's like a machine. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, 
It's like, nah, like, nah, nah. I'm dealing with the same problems like Rashad. I'm dealing right. with the same problems like Mike and Tony and the rest of my friends I grew up with. Like, there's no, there's no difference. It's, 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 it's really, it's, it's literally harder. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's almost like I, I deal with it even harder versus than my friends because think about how long I, I how many, think about the people who are up under me that I have to affect. You know, that's that's family members. You know, that's that's the soldiers, that's the leaders up and above me, up and below me in my in my chain of command that I have a a profound second and third order effect on, you know? Right. It's almost like it's 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 like this. It's like you're the CEO of Suave of the of, of the Suave magazine. So mm-hmm. you go in you go in to work and you talk to your board of directors and you talk to your whole company of five hundred people, right? And and deep down inside, Rashad has like real shit going on. You know what I'm saying? And, right. And like nobody, nobody, just because you're at the top, right? Nobody's never asked you, are you okay? Think about it like that. So it's like that in the military sometimes. It's like I'm at the top and nobody's ever asked me, man, how how's your relationship with you and your son? How are you doing? How are you yeah. doing as a person, as a parent? How are, how are your kids doing? So, you know, we had to get back to the essence and the new chief of staff of the Army, General McConville, his number one priority is people, you know, because he started looking at the, the numbers and the trends of what we all experience. And, and this is just not in the military, but this is just in the world. You know, like these conversations are, are truly happening. They're, they're finally really happening where it's like, no, look, I need to care about Rashad's spouse. I need right. to care about, you know, Rashad's kids because, like, I, I can't just, yeah, I got it. Rashad's in the military. He's he's doing a great thing or whatever the case may be. But let's think about his wife. Let's think about his or her spouse. You get what I'm saying? Let's think about the spouse's point of view because, hey, once Rashad goes to, you know, Korea, Iraq, or Afghanistan, or he goes somewhere or whatever, Who's going to be here taking care of the family? Rashad's spouse. Think about the added benefit and weight and stress and anxiety, everything that she's going through. She, you know, he or she has to get a job. You know, they want to go to college. They got certifications. They got to provide for themselves, not only their family, their family's family. You know, it's a whole mustard of things that, you know, if we just do our little bit due diligence of people to have a little bit more embedded concern, you know, these things can go a long way, man. And then, you know, ultimately it's just a priceless action. Action. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more from Christian Price on Swab Sessions. Welcome back to Swab Sessions with our guest, Christian Price. Did you, again, you're in the military and 
like the concerns start coming around like the mental health aspect of being in the military as well as again whatever baggage you brought with you to the military um yeah. i know the the um the goal of boot camp is to pretty much break you down to where you are rebuilt in a family of military so it's mm-hmm. like the person beside you becomes your protection right. so you're now you're now in a it's a i guess like cliche a band of brothers mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and you're making sure that your brothers are good mm-hmm. how do you how do you now take that and apply that to what you're doing now because ultimately that's that's what you're doing you're making sure that your brotherhood is in a stable place yeah I, man that's a good question uh, so i translate that into what my brothers and sisters is, a, is the same way but i i take a little bit of the the formality piece out of it from the military side and, and implement implement more of a informal like informal kind of a counseling sessions where I'm not talking at you I'm talking to you so now you have a better way of listening to understand me because if you if, if, if it's like this right Rashad's way of of uh, staying within staying in control of, of his emotions is key right but if Rashad is talking to me one day on the phone and my and my and Rashad is crying to me on the phone I'm gonna I'm gonna say to him hey bro it's okay to cry man it's going it's, it's gonna be alright you know so, yeah, because that's you. You know what I mean. It's like that's his. That's his way of releasing his emotions. One, he trusts you. He he or she trusts you. So establishing that, that's the first thing. Like, I'm one. I'm one. I'm establishing an environment. Two, I'm basically using utilizing an informal counseling counseling uh, transition of of a of a way of understanding communication. Three, I'm also giving you to the the open door to just say hey look this is this is this is your time to shed a tear cry scream shout you know i'm not gonna storm off speak loud you know to validate that your point is not correct or nothing like i'm just i'm here to solely listen to you that's that's completely it you know and 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 i think that that's one of the ways that i'm definitely uh helping helping one another out you know know to uh let them know that you know this we are a band of brothers and sisters like you said man that was a good question thank you yeah no absolutely and i think that that's huge when i I tell people that if if someone cries around you that's the most vulnerable state a person can get to especially a man especially a black man because you know the the theory is black men don't cry Um, (laughs) so it's it's like if if I break down crying in front of you, yeah. like the the level of comfort that I have around you, in itself mm-hmm. is already at its peak. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's like it's an emotion. So um, yeah. 
I have a group of friends. It's maybe about six of us. And right. we can sit and have, like, real conversation. So it's like, right. you know, this is what I'm going through. This is what's happening. This is how I feel. Finances are messed up. Job feels like shit. Like, I'm right. stressed out. Can't talk to my mom. Can't talk to family. Can't talk to relationship. And it's like, I feel like I'm just holding all this in. So you hear that in the mm-hmm. conversation. And then you have a group of dudes that are just like, yo, it's okay. Like, it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to break down. You have numerous guys that I've talked to that, you know, I only cry like when I'm in the shower. So oh, when I'm man. in the shower, it's like when I break down. And it's like, okay, one, it's good that you can break down. Got you. The fact that you're doing it in private in the shower, that part needs to be expressed to somebody else. Right. Like right, right. there has to be there has to be someone and I tell people now, there has to be someone somewhere that knows what you're going through. That can call you and be like, Hey, how's this going? How are you processing this? Have you talked to your dad? Have you talked to your mom? Have you talked to your sister yet? Um like things of that nature like my cousin he won't call home because he feels like I always have to call home and no one ever calls me mm. so he's like I feel like I'm just the abandoned child and the only time anyone will speak to me is if I speak to them and wow. it's heavy and I try to like rationalize back with him and it's like well I get it and I think that's that's the big part I, I get it I understand what you're saying I, I completely feel you, but you need to call home. And if it's just, you do it to the point where if you don't make a phone call, they're trying to figure out why you haven't called them and then they're checking in on you. Because when it becomes consistent and something goes off, someone's gonna find out what's happening. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. last thing you want is for something to happen to somebody in your family that you haven't spoken to. And it was, I didn't speak to them for this long and all I had to do was call home. Mm. Yeah, man, that ain't. That's, that's it's just that's the saying. There's there's so much emotion in black men that is either hidden or just mm-hmm. assumed that is not there. Yeah, I started seeing areas in my in my own personal life that I need that I could definitely work on, and. Uh, you know that emotional intelligence to show empathy sympathy uh spreading love you know giving a man a hug you know yeah. think of thinking about think think about the uh giving another guy a hug or or complimenting his outfit like man yeah. that's some nice shoes bro or you know it's like a man your car is nice or you know right. you're at work you're at work and you and you're able to communicate to just say, hey, man, I appreciate you, man. Good job today. Think about another, you know what I mean? It's like, think about your, 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 your peer or, you know, you and this guy are peers. And, you know, he just, he just, he walks up to you one day, man, and just says, man, I really want to tell you, man, thank you, man, for your, for your effort, man, in regards to, you know, the group work and everything that we do here, man. I appreciate you. You know, like, that's, that's deep. That's heavy. You know, it's that's like, heavy. You know that's heavy. You know what I'm saying? And con- you know, congratulating and uh, acknowledging a fellow peer. I th- you know, it's men, man. I don't know what 
why are we especially black men we are so conditioned you know to keep this you know keep this uh quiet <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. it's like bruh huh? tell that guy that he's done a good job nah you know, i can't not nah. you know what nah, I'm saying? like I that's sad now the, i don't i, I i've never you. understand ain't that. trying to blow his head up you mean it's crazy, what? <laughs> So I, I it, never, like you said, I never understood that. He said it's a lot of ego. Um, and then outside of the ego, we're so conditioned to compare Ooh. ourselves and our situation with everyone else. Like, if I'm if I'm comparing me to you, I can't congratulate you because uh-huh. that may make it seem like you're doing better than me. Mm. And if you're doing better than me, that means there's something wrong with me that I have to adjust and I have to fix. Mm. Which is never the case. It's just if you can, and that's one of the big things, especially like learning this in church more recently as well. It's like if you can be happy for someone else's success, that comes back to you. Right. Again, it's it's putting putting you aside. If, if I'm sitting in my car, you drive up next to me in the bins and it looks nice more my window and I'm like, yo, bro, the car is sick. Yes. Like, yes, you know I mean? do that. And it's, there's nothing wrong with it, but we'll say it to ourselves. We just ain't gonna, it won't admit back out to the next person. So I can see it out and be like, that's a nice outfit. But I ain't gonna say it to you. Right. I'll say it to myself right. because I don't want to compliment you because I don't want you to take my compliment the wrong way and now there's an issue because I gave you a compliment. Right, right. So it's Damn, bro. It's weird, like the way we've been conditioned to take everything the wrong way. Yeah, and to not get any kind of emotion back out. It's Definitely, I think it's, man. it's powerful for like a generation to see another generation like now embarking on these things and having these conversations and you know, this is what's going on. Like, it's okay to have emotions. Right. Another, another one, I, I think another big one that I started to kind of heavy and, and use this uh, a lot was trusting another black man. I think oh, yeah. that was the, you know, that, that lack of trust saying man hey bro we, let's come together and solidarity let's make a commitment with people to who have a like mind and and hold ourselves accountable and and being able to share things in a more light of value and also just being practicing and making sure that we stand true to our word on everything but i think that i think that that trust thing is is, is, is huge man and i don't know yeah. I think I think I think for me that that lack of trust came from not having a, a father. Right. Not not you know not not ever meeting my father in my life has really that really disabled me in a lot of ways because you know when I would look at a man and I would be like man I want to believe this person but you know it would just be like the reverted notions yeah I don't trust you <laughs> you know yeah. and. And, and 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 for what shape form or another that then that led me down the road of you know conversations I, I thought I I wanted to open up to but I just never had to 
And it would be yeah. so funny because, you know, such and such, you know, such and such would be like, dang, like, why you ain't ever tell me about this years ago? I'm like, right. man, I wasn't, my apologies, I wasn't open like that. You know, it's like, right. Damn, that's deep. You know, that's definitely deep, though, man. Doesn't mean, it, it takes deep. a lot. It takes a lot to, yeah. um, especially, like, again, if you aren't used to having vulnerable conversations with other black men it takes yeah. a lot to open up to other black men because you're again your first defense is I don't trust you because my upbringing has conditioned me to not trust you it's to not trust mm-hmm. your actions like you might be good for a month a week a year and then after that you might fall off so now I'm looking at mm-hmm. you with a side eye trying to figure out like when the real you is going to come out <sighs> And you're years down the line now and it's like I'm still waiting for this other person to come out because there has to be another person in there somewhere because everyone has another person so where's yours and it's like you're waiting and again it's misguided because this person may not have that but until you see it you don't trust that it's not there yeah true statement it's just it's, it's a hard reality for for black men to, again, just drop guards. Um, yeah. What I find, though, is that if it's a... If it's a conversation... And again, like, I love, I love having these conversations and it's like it's a mixed group, male-female. Because women have a understanding of what they think men think. And then when you get that group of females in front of a group of males that aren't thinking that way, the dialogue changes. And it's like, well, y'all do this. And it's like, we don't do that. The way we process it is like this. We just process differently. Right, right, right. So like a big thing, again, we have girls that are like, you know, guys don't cry, you know, y'all don't have no emotion something happened y'all just like F it and y'all just move on to the next day I was like don't no dude just move on to the next day he might tell you he moved nah. on to the next day right. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll say nah, I mean that don't bother me man I'm, right. I've been done with that and then like a year later he's still talking to his boys about that same girl he broke up with last year right. and I was like so right. we're I was like we put on because we can't let anyone see a weakness in us yeah. that's that's very different than being mentally healthy. Right. It's just, it's right. another mask for another situation. Right. Right. So what do you, what is the, what is the ultimate goal that you want to come out of you putting these tips together? The number one goal is to uh, ignite, ignite self-love and more importantly, if somebody if somebody can resonate exactly or similar to my situation and get themselves some help, I mean that's to me that's more than anything. My that's my number one goal. Number two is uh, to also <clears throat> just really diminish just uh, you know to to black men to just say hey look. Like if things don't go your way 
like don't get hard on yourself you know like we all are you know we're we're all subject to to human disappointment you know what i mean like it's like yeah i got it you know we didn't get the job we wanted okay well you know maybe that's that might just be a blessing in disguise for us to do to do something else you know and or or you know and and so that's the number two goal is to just to allow us to just to you know give us a more a better approach at life and then number three is uh this is very very near near and deep deep to my heart in regards to uh black men with kids uh, i think the it's very it's, it's very important that we 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 come to a better a better place at one acknowledging that okay hey look you know some of us are in a in a relationship where the son the son's mother and the son's father are no longer together it does not have to be so confrontational and so negative and, and things like that you know um i got it you know we we we, we do have our eaches or whatever the case may be but that's on a whole nother metrics base where you know we that's why we have a court <laughs> we we right. let the judge and, the, and those folks handle that base but if it's just personality conflicts or whatever the case may be let's let's do in the best interest of the child and the child that we that, you know that's here for a reason you know right. um that's right that, that's the that's the biggest that's my other thing man to promote more um you know father-son empowerment you know so that we can we can be able to empower these young kings and, and you know get back into the essence of uh of fatherhood and, and manhood overall because you know it shouldn't take you know not nothing against you know these guys who do it but it shouldn't take these celebrities actors and athletes to always there's nothing wrong with them always giving back but it starts with us as well at the ground level to do it to start doing a better job and holding ourselves accountable instead of always relying on the you know those those at the top you know what i mean right. to come back you know what i mean we need to also do the same thing as well at, at, and do our groundwork level to you know empower our kids and show our kids just the you know the basics and foundations in life or whatever the case may be um right. so that they can be you know powerful but uh yeah that's about it though man This episode of Suave Sessions is being brought to you by Life Matters with Mario Brown, a self-help life coaching consultant firm working to transform the lives of people across individual and professional sectors using a three-point faith-based service model of non-judgmental listening, reasonable goal setting, and comprehensive strategies. Mario is able to help his clients reach optimum success. To learn more about Life Matters with Mario Brown, check out www.mariocbrown.org on YouTube at Life Matters with Mario Brown and on Instagram at Life Matters with underscore Mario. Again, Life Matters with underscore Mario. If you're anything like me, by the time you got to listen to this, all you can do is go, woo, and take a take a good breath of air in 
I know it's heavy. It's a lot of things, again, that you heard in this conversation that are going to make you think a little bit differently. Um, it'll make you question, you know, are your friends okay? Are your family members okay? Maybe I should check in on this person. Maybe I should check in on that person. Maybe I should start expressing myself a little bit more and allow people to come into my circle and into my into my feelings as a part of a support system. One of the biggest things I want everyone to take from this conversation and the conversations coming ahead are that it's okay to not be okay. We all go through things. We all have our moments. We all have our downsides. It's important to have people in place so that when you have those moments, you have someone you can talk to, you have someone you depend on. It's very important. It's very, very, very important to never go through something like this alone. A lot of us have had rocky childhoods. Um, There's a epidemic when it comes to the lack of fathers in urban America. That doesn't mean that, again, it's your fault. That doesn't mean that you can't be amazing. Do that. Be great. Be amazing. Be better. It all starts with having a conversation. It all starts with opening up. It all starts with communicating with someone. Pick that person. As I said in the interview, pick them wisely. But trust them enough to be vulnerable, enough to be real. As always, y'all spread some love. Stay suave. Peace. Life is full of uncertainties, often showing up unannounced and at the most inopportune moments. They affect our personal, professional, social, and emotional experiences. Like a chess game, life is all about the moves you make. Life Matters with Mario Brown LLC was started to assist you in this area. Mario offers private, affordable, virtual, individual coaching sessions. The benchmark of his three-point faith-based service model is non-judgmental listening, reasonable goal-setting, and comprehensive strategies for desired outcomes. With over 30 years of pastoral and itinerant ministry, Mario realized that people often merely need someone who is not connected to them and on the outside to see their situation from a different perspective so they can reach the solutions that will give them the outcome they desire. If you're ready to make new moves, need guidance, and insights to holistic living, Life Matters with Mario Brown is the service you need. Please feel free to contact a representative for more specifics on how to become a client by visiting www.mariocbrown.org for more information. That's www.mariocbrown.org. Life is full of uncertainties, often showing up unannounced and at the most inopportune moments. They affect our personal, professional, social, and emotional experiences. Like a chess game, life is all about the moves you make. Life Matters with Mario Brown LLC was started to assist you in this area. Mario offers private, affordable, virtual, individual coaching sessions. The benchmark of his three-point faith-based service model is non-judgmental listening, reasonable goal-setting, and comprehensive strategies for desired outcomes. 
With over 30 years of pastoral and itinerant ministry, Mario realized that people often merely need someone who is not connected to them and on the outside to see their situation from a different perspective so they can reach the solutions that will give them the outcome they desire. If you're ready to make new moves, need guidance, and insights to holistic living, Life Matters with Mario Brown is the service you need. Please feel free to contact a representative for more specifics on how to become a client by visiting www.mariocbrown.org for more information. That's www.mariocbrown.org.